Hello and welcome to Z3 News. I'm James Bailey and today is Saturday, July 18th, 2020. And today I'm sharing with you some very disturbing prophetic warnings that have been brought to my attention over the past few days, some which I had heard previously, but others that I had not. And so I thought it was very interesting that all of these were coming to me all within a short time period. And I thought, what is going on with this? But yet, uh, I wasn't sure if it was appropriate to share these because I wasn't sure if these are connected to the same time period of the events that we've been hearing so much about in the last couple of weeks. And I'm specifically referring to the time period between now and March of 2021. And, you know, we've already had warnings from Pastor Dana Coverstone, warnings from Pastor Charles Turner III, warnings from Maurice Sklar, and other similar warnings, all showing very similar events coming during that time period. And so as I considered these, I wondered, are these part of that? Is this all connected? And I wasn't sure. So I, I just just sat on it for a day or two. But then yesterday morning when I woke up, I had a confidence that this was okay to share. And so at that point, I looked into it closer than I had before yesterday, and I started seeing that these warnings are all sharing very similar confirmations as the other warnings. But yet, there is a difference in that these warnings are escalating the events, uh, the trouble, much more, taking it to a whole nother level, to what I'm describing as it sounds like another 9-11 event, but yet it sounds uh, much more severe even than September of 2001. And so I cannot tell you 100% sure the timing of these things, but I can tell you and I will be sharing with you in this program the reasons why I believe it does sound like that it is during this time period because these things each include prophetic markers, signs to watch for. There aren't specific dates given. That's not usually how God does things. He typically gives us signs to watch. And in these cases, they each have their own prophetic markers that appear to be showing this time period that we're looking at over these next few months. And so I believe God has put it on my heart to share these warnings so that we can do as Dana Coverstone was shown in his dreams repeatedly, brace yourself. And how do we brace ourselves? Well, one way is we know ahead of time. We see it coming, and that allows us to prepare ourselves, prepare our hearts, so that we're not caught by surprise, we're not unaware. We knew it was coming, and when we see it, we will have already settled some things in our heart that we're not going to get in fear that we're going to hold on to our faith. We're going to stand firm in trusting God. We're going to know that the same God who warned us ahead of time will also see us through it. And so I believe that is the purpose for this program today. It's all about helping you prepare for what's about to come. God does not want His people caught off guard. And so I believe these warnings are going to give us additional insights to understand 
what's coming, and we've already been warned, and we've already seen uh, examples of riots and looting and even shootings in mob situations in the streets of the cities of every state in the United States. But what these warnings reveal is a escalation to another level, more powerful weapons being used, including things like bombs, grenades, and even missiles striking crowded or heavily populated areas and likely causing lots of casualties. And by including these kinds of more powerful weapons, these events take on a completely different dynamic because average citizens don't possess or have access to any of those kinds of weapons. Only sovereign states have those, which means that sovereign states are behind these events. And I believe God is specifically wanting us to understand that, that the enemy that we're dealing with is not what it appears to be, because the enemy is seeking to divide us against one another by getting us to believe the lie that our enemy is our fellow citizens. But yet, that's not possible. And I'm going to show that, and I'm going to explain what I believe is truly happening after I show you these prophetic warnings. And I want to start by sharing with you a little two-minute clip from the word shared by Maurice Scalar regarding visions he received at midnight on July the 1st, because he was specifically shown the timing is in these next few months. And by connecting what he saw to what I'm about to share with you, you can see that these events are the same, yet more insights are provided in these additional warnings. But it helped me to go back and look at Maurice Galar's warnings because he specifically saw this very kind of escalation. He specifically mentions bombs exploding in public gatherings. And so here's Maurice Galar. And what's going to happen is uh, uh, there will be there will be martial law. There'll be there'll be devastation. There'll be uh, uh, you know basic things like food and water lawlessness. Violence will take on 10 times what it is now and uh, disease. And there's just a lot of things that, and there's terrorism. There's plans. There's plans to uh, put uh, very powerful weapons, uh, like bombs, things like that. And uh, to, to, you know, it's that there's a coordinated thing. If you knew all that's going on right now, you couldn't sleep. And right now I couldn't sleep. I saw it like a movie. I, saw I just saw rapid, it's like rapid, short little, little visions. Boom, boom, different cities burning. I saw, I saw a, a, a gathering and there was a bomb and it destroyed, I mean, a gathering as in a, you know, we're going to start going back and sports and things like that. But, uh, there's going to be, there's, there's uh, these sleeper cells, there's terrorism, there's a lot of things that have been 
held back. But <clears throat> if you see the, if you see the, the, uh, you know, the hordes of hell marching, I have to tell you, I see it. I'm on the wall. I see it. <clears throat> and it's, uh, it, this is not little. What we've seen is just a little, little, just a little warning, basically. It's like, okay, this is, but we've been able to stop much, much of it. <clears throat> but people get ready. All right. Well, it's clear from Maurice's warnings that there is coming a severe escalation in the lawlessness, the violence, and the casualties. And I'd also like to remind you that when Pastor Dana Coverstone shared his warnings, he saw Washington, D.C. burning. And recently, about two weeks ago, I received a short vision in which I saw a government building engulfed in flames and when I saw it, it looked exactly like the United States Supreme Court building. I wasn't shown that that's what it was, but I recognized it. I think that may be what it was. It certainly fits what Dana Coverstone saw. And separately, I want to share with you that back in January, January 30th of this year, I received a prophetic dream in which I saw myself driving a Porsche 911. Now, a Porsche 911 has been identified as a prophetic symbol of a 9-11 type event. And so in this dream, I'm driving a Porsche 911, and it's a white one with red markings similar to the one I'm showing here. And I believe the colors are important because I believe this was in addition to showing a 9-11 type event. It was showing uh, a response to the event in the metals market, specifically silver, because silver is known as the white metal. And so in this dream, I was warned ahead of time about the power of this car but to be very careful because it's so powerful that it could just get away from me. And so I'm watching, I'm watching from about two blocks behind the car as I'm driving the car. Uh, so I go drive the car off uh, exit ramp to the right. And this exit ramp is not a freeway ramp, but it's, a, it's the start of a bridge that's about to cross over a large river. And so the car goes off the exit ramp to the right and then up the ramp. But at the top of the ramp, the ramp curves to the left, and as I was going up, I gave it too much gas, the engines got too powerful, and it just zoomed, and it went up the ramp, and it went airborne, and it went straight up into the air, way high up into the sky, and then I watched as it turned around and dropped straight back down, and it hit the ground off uh, to the right side of this ramp, and it bounced off the ground, and the momentum carried it, and it bounced into the river. And then from there, it just sunk down below the water and out of sight. And so I believe that was uh, showing many things. First of all, my reason for sharing it here is that it's showing that there's some kind of an event, a sudden event, a 9-11 type event 
coming that's going to cause the metals to skyrocket temporarily. But no sooner than the, do they skyrocket, then they come crashing right back down again. And I don't believe we've seen anything like that yet so far. So I believe this is still ahead of us, and I believe it is connected to what's about to come. Now, next, I want to share with you three prophetic dreams that were received by a man named Dave Dye, that's D-Y-E, and Dave received these three dreams all in the span of one month back in 2015. Now, for the last five years, he did not share these dreams, but more recently, he felt like it was time to share them, and he, he recorded a video of himself sharing them, and so the following is a 12-minute clip in which Dave shares his three dreams. I had three dreams within a short period of time, less than a month's time. If, if I were watching a movie, uh, it would be an act one, act two, and an epilogue. It would be a, a, a summation of the first two. The first one got my attention. The second one was the, the main part of the dream, and the third one was a, a short but to the point. Here we go. First one. It's at nighttime. I'm by my house. It's peaceful. It's quiet. It's in the summertime. And I'm in an intersection, the closest one near my house. And I'm standing there. And like I say, it's, it's summer. It's, it's evening. It's quiet. It's peaceful. And I, I looked around, and there were, there were many people there. And I recognized almost every one of them. I saw one person from my neighborhood. I saw one person that I worked with. I saw one person that I went to church with. I saw one person that I raced with. Uh, I saw one person that I seen at the store. I, I, there were many people there, but only one of each, and they were from different walks of life that I had. And there was even somebody I didn't know. I had no idea who he was. And in summation, it covered everybody. That this, in review, this dream is going to touch everybody. And we're all standing there, minding our own business, and all of a sudden, go ahead, Pastor, you can flip that. This happens. Panic. The definition is a sudden feeling of terror or fear which can be caused by real situations or be induced by a person's mental state. I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything. All I know is that I could see that on everybody's face, including my own, and we tried to run away, but there was no place to hide. We were literally running, and we were bumping into each other. We were trying to escape something we couldn't run from. And that was it. And I woke up. And I was really troubled because I knew it was from God. I had no idea what it meant. And it stayed with me. That is one of the, if you check boxes for spiritual dreams, that's one of them. They, it, it, it stays with you. It doesn't go away. Second dream. I am in a church. I knew, I knew where I was. I was in a church, and there was a lot of people there, but I could not recognize one single face. Everybody's faces were blurred. And I was in a, it was in a service. We were literally in a service. And the worship leader was there, and he was trying to lead the people in worship. He was trying very hard. And, it, and if you could see it, it was like going like this, down. It was going nowhere. And 
what was happening, what I felt, was so strong and so oppressive. And this is exactly the way the Lord showed me, and this is exactly what I felt. There was such a strong, oppressive spirit. The people were not worshiping God. They had Their hearts were not on the Lord, but they were picking, literally, each other like chickens. Pick, 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 back and forth. And they were doing it for one reason. It was because of everybody, because of other people's shortcomings. And it was so strong and so oppressive that I, I saw, I, I, for some reason, I went over to the wall. I don't know why. Maybe I thought it would be different over there. It was the same thing. And I called a dear brother of mine that I've known for 40 years. We, got, we started in this together. And I was sharing him this dream. And this was just no more than three weeks ago. And this is five years ago that I had this dream. Well, three weeks ago, I'm sharing this to him. And, he, and as I to was talking to him, he goes, wow. He says, I'm, I'm thinking of Isaiah 58.4 where, you know, instead of worship, they're fighting with one another. And I went, wow. I, and he goes, man, that thing just illuminated. I'm like, okay. So I get off the phone with him, and, and the thought occurred to me, why don't I study the life of a chicken? Crazy, huh? Well, the Lord's done this to me in the past. He'll throw just enough into something to cause me to dig. Now, mind you, I had no idea where this was going to go. And here, you might have heard this term. I did, but I never knew what it meant. There's a thing called a pecking order. A pecking order is literally, this is, I got this off the Modern Farmer website. This is a farmer how to take care of chickens. Since the pecking order is literally determined by pecking, bigger and stronger and more aggressive chickens bully their way to the top of the flock by pecking the others into submission with their pointy beaks. First they strut about, they fluff their feathers and squawk, but if that doesn't get the point across, they peck. It can be violent. Sometimes blood is drawn. Occasionally the opponent is killed. So chickens will fight with one another. That's their nature. That's what because they try to set themselves up higher in the in their flock. So I had enough of this. I had enough of this, this spirit, and I said, I gotta get out of here. And I turned and I ran out the door. And fortunately there was other people that left with me. Not everybody left, but there was some that left with me. And as I'm going, I'm going out. This is the only person I'm recognizing this entire dream, other than the first one when I just to identify who different people were. And I looked, and it was my, my former pastor. And I looked at him, and he looks at me, and he goes, I don't want no part of this neither. So that, that blessed my heart. Anyway, we ran outside, and we go out into the parking lot, and, it's, and here it is again. It's nighttime. It's quiet. It's peaceful. And we're just standing there, and it's just a peaceful summer night. And all of a sudden, it was this, just like the first one. It was just like somebody flipped a switch. Panic, again, grips us right here. But this is different. Now I saw what we were running from. We both looked up in the sky, and I saw what I saw were just literally, seemingly coming from every direction. I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you if it was the east. Could be from the east, maybe from the north. I, I, I don't know, because... We were in a panic mode. I couldn't really focus on where they were coming from 
other than that they were. And being I had the stream in 2015, I had no idea what I was looking at other than I knew that something was going on. In 2018, I saw this a couple of years ago. This is a picture, I believe it's in Syria. And if you remember when uh, the United States attacked, that was a uh, chemical plant, I believe. And they used Tomahawk missiles. This, this is exactly what I saw. And I, had, I, I didn't know what I was looking at at the time, and now I know. I said, wow, this is, and there's only two of them here. And it looks like they're on their way to their target. If I, if I see this right, maybe they're on their, I don't know if they're heading this way or back, I can't tell. This is what I saw, only a whole lot more of them. And I remember this, and my pastor, former pastor, he's standing there, and he's staring up into the sky, like, like we all were, and his mouth was hanging open. And it was very reminiscent of 9-11 when the, 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 those planes hit the buildings. We were just... I know I was. I was just glued to the TV, and I was motionless. I kept seeing that plane, especially the second one, hit the building, and I'm just, I'm, I'm absolutely stunned. And this is exactly what Pastor was doing. He was standing with his mouth hanging open, and he kept saying this. This can't be happening here. This cannot be happening to us here. And I felt the same way. And I went, oh, my gosh, I, you know. And when I, my senses cleared and I realized I had to get out of there, I said, I got to go home. I got to be with my wife. And I remember turning off to the horizon where my house was and I saw nothing but fire. Woke up. So that was dream number two. And obviously that one really troubled me. And I knew that it was connected to the first one. I knew it was. Yeah. So that's dream number two. Dream number three. Lesson within a week time. Same scenario again. It's summertime. It's in the evening. And now that what I'm seeing now, I, I don't know if this connects or not. I, I don't know. But we're at a park, and it's 4th of July or July 3rd, whatever it is. We went to a park, and we have Colby and Wycliffe, and that's where we always used to go to watch fireworks. And I, it was a park to watch fireworks. Well, number one, there wasn't anybody there. And number two, there was no fireworks. It was the strangest thing. Now, some people would say, well, yeah, well, that's what's going on this year. You know, there's no, you know, and I'm like, well, I, I don't want to put no dates on nothing. I, I don't. And I remember sitting there and I'm waiting for the fireworks, and it, they weren't there. And the, the strange thing was I was completely aware of the other two dreams in this dream. Strangest thing. I was completely aware of the first two. And I'm sitting there, it was, it's peaceful, it's quiet, and then somebody was in there and they blew off a firecracker like a, an M80. And I jumped because I thought that it was what I saw in the other dreams. It wasn't, but this word came flying, one word came out, and that was imminent. That was it. It was literally... That's the only word I heard, and it was so clear, imminent. Now, imminent means it's at the door, literally. And uh, I woke up. I've sat on this for five years. I've never shared it. 
it's very clear in my heart. And in review, when things are quiet and peaceful, bang. Okay, well, that was actually 11 minutes, not 12. But it was loaded with great insights telling us what's about to happen because those three dreams were clearly connected, all showing the same message. And in all three cases, it was summertime, it was quiet and peaceful, and it was nighttime. And I believe that is a very important piece of information because he saw what appeared to be missiles flying in the sky. And as I pointed out previously, individual citizens don't own missiles. Only sovereign states possess those things. And so what his dream is showing is hostile actions taken against the American people by a sovereign state. And that just leaves one question, who is this sovereign state? And we've already received warnings from both Maurice Galar and Pastor Dana Coverstone that these events are being orchestrated, they're being scripted, they're being purposely designed to take down America. And so I believe the fact that his dream shows these events happening at night is evidence that whoever's behind it has something they're trying to hide. Whatever they claim, whatever they tell us is happening, it won't be that. It'll be something different. It won't be what it appears to be. It won't be what the news media reports it to be. And I believe as I share these other prophetic insights with you in this program, you're going to see more evidence showing who is behind it. And all the evidence shows it's an inside job. It's exactly like I was shown in my dream in 2014, in which I saw the American government waging war against the American people. And in that dream, I was taken far into the future and was able to look back and see there had already been a series of great trouble in our land. And at that point, the point of this dream, I was being shown the final phase. And that was in 2014 that I received that dream. And since that time, we really haven't had severe trouble until this year. We're just now entering into the start of what I was looking back on in that dream. And at the time, I found that dream very disturbing and very shocking because I had no idea why would our own government want to wage war against us. That's because I didn't understand history because it had been stolen from me, as it has been from all of us in our nation. And I can just give you now the short answer. The reason why they're waging war against us is because they're seeking to eliminate, to exterminate Christians from the face of the earth. And America has been one of the strongholds of Christianity on the planet. And that's why we're a target. It's all about taking out Christians. Because our government has been taken over by the spirit of Antichrist. And I believe it would help us all so much if we would just keep that perspective. Because we're being lied to over and over again by our news media. 
portraying all these events as about everything else but that. But it's always been about that one thing. It's about Christ and Antichrist. That's the battle. It's not about left versus right. It's not about black versus white. It's not about rich versus poor. It's not about any of those things. It's only the one thing that matters. And that's what this is all about. And all their schemes against us, seeking to divide us, seeking to have us destroy one another, all those evil, wicked plans would be diffused if we would just keep that perspective in mind, because then we would know not to take the bait. And the next thing that Dave saw in his dream is that in each case, this sudden disaster that struck, this sudden panic that came, was a shock. It was a surprise. It was unexpected. It caught people unaware. And in his second dream, he specifically saw it caught the church unaware. And the reason why was because they were so caught up in themselves. They were so consumed by their own selfish ambition. And that's the reason why they were spiritually blind and deaf. They couldn't see or hear the warnings around them. But in that same dream, Dave saw a remnant, said, I'm not having any part of this. And it was just a small portion, just a few left. They wanted out of there. And so that's a picture of God's protection on the righteous remnant. Because everyone who truly seeks righteousness, who seeks first the kingdom of God, will be led by the Spirit of God out of harm's way, because the righteous are heirs to receive the promises of God's protection that don't apply to those who walk in their own ways and pursue their own goals and their own agenda. And so it's not enough to be a member of a church, because church membership is not what makes anyone righteous. It's an issue of our heart. It's an issue of what are we seeking first in our life. And immediately after this remnant left the church, Dave saw sudden panic coming from every direction. And he described it as reminding him of the day on 9-11 when the planes hit the tower and he was glued to the television. And so he described this coming event as something like that because he said he could hardly believe what he was seeing happening. This could not possibly be happening here in America, but yet it was happening. And the very next thing that he saw after that was fire, bringing destruction to our land. And then Dave's third dream showed a prophetic marker because it was the 4th of July, a time when he and his family would typically go to this particular park and watch the fireworks. But this time it was different because there were no fireworks, which is exactly what we saw happening two weeks ago on the 4th of July. Many places in our nation that have historically set off fireworks were not doing so this time due to the COVID virus fears. And since Dave received his dreams 
back in 2015, five years ago. There's never been a 4th of July like that, but we had it this year, and I believe that's the reason why his dream should be taken very serious, because we're very close to seeing the fulfillment of the destruction that he saw. Just like at the end of his third dream, he heard one word loud and clear, imminent. And so all the indications are that that's where we are today, right there, right about to see it. And for those who are not right with God, when these things begin to happen, it will be just like Dave was shown in his dream, because there was nowhere to hide and there was no way to escape from the destruction. And the reason why is because there is no refuge except found in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only way. And as further confirmation, I want to share with you now a dream received on May 21st of 2012 by Carissa Washburn. Carissa is the daughter of Rick Wiles, the founder and host of True News at truenews.com, which is a Christian-based news organization. And so the following is a two-minute audio clip sharing Carissa's dream and read by my computer friend, Joanna. I had this dream on May 21, 2012. It was very disturbing. I woke up around 5.30 a.m. and I had a great deal of sorrow when I woke up. It was very heavy. I saw a series of scenes. In the first scene, I saw a family sitting at a dinner table. Mom, Dad, baby in a high chair, and two small children. They were enjoying a meal. Then I saw a bomb was placed in the middle of their table, but they ignored it. And the family kept eating. Then the children started drawing on the bomb with crayons. And the parents were interacting with their children and laughing. Then the bomb began ticking and everybody became tense as the ticking became louder and faster. And the parents looked at each other with fear. And then the ticking stopped. The parents grabbed each other's hands and then the bomb exploded. Then the scene changed and I saw men playing baseball. It wasn't a professional team, just guys playing together in a field. Then the baseball changed into a grenade. And at first the men looked at the grenade but paid no attention to it. But they continued to play baseball. Then the grenade exploded. Then the scene changed again and I saw men playing football in a stadium. The crowds were cheering. It was a professional football game. Then a missile landed in the middle of the stadium and dug into the dirt. Nobody paid attention to it. They were so engrossed in the football game, they just continued to play. The crowd was standing and cheering. I saw the football players on one team were wearing dark red and gold. But as they continued to play football, the missile exploded. Then the scene changed again so this was the fourth scene. I saw children playing in a school playground that's surrounded by a fence. Then I saw men dressed in long, white Islamic gowns and headdresses. I saw some of them getting out of their cars and others coming out of the woods. They climbed over the fence into the playground. The teachers just watched and did nothing. I cannot tell you what I saw when they took their swords from their gowns and began to slaughter the children. Then the scene changed again and I saw Americans standing outside of a bank. They were putting their money into a slot that said deposit. Everybody seemed sad and lifeless. On the other side of the deposit slot, there was a bottomless pit. Nothing there. The money just floated to the bottom. I woke up saying, my America, my America. 
Okay, well, I believe Carissa's dream is loaded with helpful information, just as Dave Dye's dreams were too. Because Carissa, and the reason this is the reason why I'm sharing this now, is because there's so much alignment between what she saw and what these other people have been seeing regarding the events between now and the end of March 2021. Specifically, she saw men playing baseball. And so that is a summer sport that carries into October. It wasn't the professional baseball players that she saw, but that's typically when baseball is played. And she specifically saw football season. And in that case, she did see a stadium uh, where people were playing football. And that is specifically within the time frame that we're discussing. And she specifically saw a banking holiday. She saw that deposits were placed, but they just fell into a bottomless pit. They weren't received. And I believe that is a confirmation of the events that I shared in my previous podcast dated July 11th. And the title was Warning, Severe Six-Month Wake-Up Call Coming Soon. And so I don't have time to go into all that, but if you're interested, you can go back and listen to many different prophetic warnings about a coming banking holiday, a time when the banks will be closed, there will be no transactions. And so that's another reason why I believe what Carissa saw is part of these coming events. And there's so many parallels between what she's been shown and what others For example, what Dave Dye was shown, because Carissa saw that the people had no concerns. They were spiritually blind. They were unable to see the warnings of danger all around them, even to the extreme of the children coloring with crayons on the bomb. And the parents right there beside them were joining in. And so over and over in each scene of her dream, that was how it was playing out. The evidence of danger was right in front of people's eyes, but they weren't able to see it. And then came sudden destruction. And it sounds so much like the scriptural warning, for when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. And that's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3. And Carissa's dream also confirms what others have seen with an escalation in the types of weapons being used. For example, she specifically saw ticking time bombs. She saw hand grenades and she saw missiles. And so her dream is another confirmation showing the kinds of weapons that average citizens do not have access to. And another interesting clue that was given in her dream is the football players were wearing uniforms that were dark red and gold. And it just so happens that those are the colors of the Washington Redskins, the very same team that Dana Coverstone saw the city, Washington, D.C., in flames. And if her dream is to be fulfilled literally the way she saw it, a missile exploding inside a stadium of fans would be beyond devastating. And I believe Carissa's dream 
reveals a specific sequence of events because right after that calamitous event at the football stadium, the next thing she saw was Islamic terrorists attacking children in a school playground in a horrific event that is surely designed from the pit of hell to infuriate and outrage the American people, an attempt to provoke us to take action, to take up arms, to go out and find these evil culprits and kill them. But sad to say, it will be too little too late because the time to take action is now. God has given us an opportunity to get right with Him today. And He's given us the promise that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin brings a reproach upon any people. And that is a direct quote from Proverbs 14, verse 34. And now here's yet another prophetic dream, another prophetic warning of similar events. And this one is from Nathan Leal. And this is about a three-minute audio clip in which he shares the dream that he received on October 11, 2014. On October 11, 2014. I had a prophetic glimpse of things that are coming to America. I was standing in the downtown area of a very large city in America. I do not know what city it was. I was looking towards the north at the skyline before me. Suddenly, I saw a white passenger airliner flying sideways. It had no markings. It was approaching from the east and went west with its left wing pointing towards the ground. It was in a steep dive. It disappeared behind a building that was about a half a mile in front of me. I then saw a huge fireball followed by a loud explosion. I ran towards the crash. Instantly, I was inside a very tall building and looked outside of the window to the street below. Many of the buildings within a half mile radius had extensive damage. The windows were blown out of many of them. Some of them were leaning. Some of the buildings had half of their structure missing. One of the buildings that stood out was very odd looking. It was about 20 to 30 stories tall and looked like it was made out of grain silos. The silo building had sustained much damage. It had huge holes in the sides. Much of it was leaning. There was no grain inside of it. It had been emptied. I kept staring at this odd building and wondered about it. It had a large sign on it but I could not make out what it said. There was smoke and dust everywhere. The damage was incredible. I could not see any fragments of the plane on the ground, nor did I see a crater on the street. I did not know how a plane crash could have done this. I then found myself on the street below. It was one of the main downtown streets going in one direction several lanes wide. I suddenly saw a large rocket fall straight down from the sky. The rocket was red, white and blue. It came out of the sky, with its nose pointing downward. It was about 50 feet in length. When it hit the ground, it broke into many pieces. But there were no flames. In the mayhem, I could hear people running around screaming in panic. As I looked at the street where the rocket crashed, I heard screams that something else was falling from the sky. I looked up and saw the falling object. I got out of the way. It came out of the sky and landed on the street with a thud. This one was also very odd. It was a giant electric sign. It was round like a giant pocket watch. It was between 20 and 30 feet wide. It was about 10 feet thick and it was painted green. As it hit the street, I saw the words standard oil on the face of it. The sides of the sign had green handles made out of rebar. I did not understand why a giant sign fell out of the sky. But when it hit the ground, there was a very loud sound of crashing metal which shook the ground. 
the people in the buildings began to panic because they were thinking that something else was going to come out of the sky and crush their buildings. As a result, all of them ran into the streets not knowing where to hide. They were in the thousands, and they were screaming and crying. In the mayhem I wondered what was coming next. I also wondered if I was safe inside of the building where I was. The dream ended. Nathan's dream was posted two days later on his website, which is watchmanscry.com, and I'll be sharing a link to it in this post. And his dream is similar to Dave Dye's and Carissa Washburn's because all three of them saw missiles striking the United States of America. And all three of them were given specific prophetic signs to watch for to let them know when we're getting close to the fulfillment of the dream. For Dave Dye, it was a 4th of July with no fireworks. For Carissa, she was just shown the season of the year during football season. And for Nathan, it was a crash in oil. He specifically saw a huge sign falling from the sky. That's a prophetic sign showing oil coming straight down and crashing on the ground. And we saw that fulfilled on April the 20th when oil prices dropped to an unprecedented low price of minus $40 per barrel. Buyers had no more storage capacity available, and so the producers were willing to even pay them to take the oil. And Nathan's dream shows that these events are not going to be what they appear to be. Even in the dream, he saw what appeared to be a white passenger airplane crashing And when it did, he sees an explosion into a huge fireball. But the damage caused by the plane crash was way out of proportion to what it should have been because he saw all the buildings within a half-mile radius were severely damaged and some of them were missing half their structure while many others had all the windows blown out of them. And besides that, He said there there were no plane fragments to be found anywhere. There was no crater showing a plane crash. And so we see here all the evidence shows that this was not what it appeared to be. And so we have another indication, another piece of evidence showing us there's foul play involved in these events. And then Nathan sees a large rocket falling straight down from the sky. And he sees the colors are red, white, and blue. And as I've stated previously, only sovereign states have access to these kinds of things, like rockets and missiles. And so the red, white, and blue colors reveal the source of this rocket came from the United States government. And so this was an inside job. This was an act of deception and an act of war against the American people orchestrated by our own government. And like Dave Dye and Carissa Washburn, Nathan saw a sudden panic come upon the people as they realized what was happening, as they saw these things falling down from the sky and bringing great destruction. And he saw the people were so fearful that the buildings where they were would be destroyed by other falling objects 
that they ran by the thousands out into the streets trying to escape. Yet, in the midst of all that chaos and destruction, Nathan was able to get out of the way, and so he was not hurt by any of it. And I believe that part of the dream was very important because it's another example of God reassuring us that the righteous will be protected no matter how bad it looks, no matter how much chaos surrounds us, no matter how many other people around us might be hurt by it. God has already given us His promise, saying many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. That's Psalm 34, verse 19. And it reminds me of Dave Dye's dream when the righteous remnant, a small number, fled from his church right before sudden destruction came. And to confirm that supernatural protection, I want to share with you prophetic dreams received by one more person, and he received two short dreams showing explosions coming in the United States of America in public places. But once again, we see in his dreams the righteous are supernaturally steered out of harm's way just before the explosion. And these were both received by a man named TJ. And this first one is 43 seconds. In this dream, I went into a public bathroom like the ones in the back entrance of shopping malls. There were not many people around. As I went into the bathroom, a man came in as well. He was carrying what I thought was a gun, but it was odd looking, so I asked him about it. He said, yes, it is a gun, just what is needed given what's going on. I left the bathroom and walked across the street to a wooded area. Then something occurred to me. I realized that man was not carrying a gun. It was a bomb, so I immediately thought I needed to get down. I jumped down into a ditch that was lower than everything else around. Then, the bomb went off and the blast was very big, but I was in the ditch below the blast, so I was okay. End of dream. All right, so TJ's dream confirms what Maurice Scalar was shown and what Carissa Washburn was shown, bombs exploding in public places, and Maurice specifically saw these things coming during the next five months. And the thing I like about TJ's dream is it shows how God protected him and steered him out of harm's way. Before the explosion, he was able to get down and take cover, and he was not harmed. And it also shows that God gave him discernment because he saw what looked like a gun. The man told him, yes, it is a gun. But he relied on his inner witness to know, no, it wasn't a gun, it's a bomb. Something on the inside says, this is not what it appears to be, and I'm going to act on the inner witness and not be led by my physical eyes and ears. And so I believe God was revealing something very important to us in that dream. And TJ received that dream on April 20th of 2020, and then just a couple of months later, on June the 14th, he received the following dream, which is even shorter, just 24 seconds. I had a very quick dream this morning. I was in a building with a room full of people, a restaurant I think. Then suddenly, someone threw a poison gas canister into this crowded room and it exploded. Although I was in the room, I was not hurt. I was fine. In fact, I was not even scared at all. 
However, many people were killed instantly from the gas. I was looking at them dead, lying on the floor, and the dream ended. And so this short dream confirms what so many others have already seen and shared, and that was a sudden turn of events. In just one brief moment, everything changed from enjoying a nice meal in the restaurant to all of a sudden poison gas exploded throughout the whole place. Yet in the midst of this terror, TJ was not only safe and protected, but he was not even afraid. And so it's another example of how God protects the righteous in times of trouble. And this dream, you might as well have just taken it right out of Psalm 91 because it's exactly what happened in the dream. For example, just listen to verses 5 through 11. It says, You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. That is very good news. Thank you, God. And now I want to spend the rest of the time in this program raising some questions about these missiles because we have confirming reports from Dave Dye, Carissa Washburn, and Nathan Leal all saw missiles striking the United States of America. Now, Nathan referred to it as a rocket, but these kind of long-range missiles are powered by rockets. And since only sovereign states possess these kinds of things, and since Nathan's dream revealed it was red, white, and blue, and as I've already stated, I believe that is evidence that it's coming from our own government. So I'm asking the question now, would our government be so stupid as to launch missiles against the American people without one of two possibilities? First, having a cover story, an alibi to hide behind, or two, continuing to send those missiles until they've completely finished the job. Now, I don't believe it's time for them to finish the job. I don't believe it's time for the United States to cease to exist. And I've already shared reasons why I believe that in previous podcasts. And so that leaves only one alternative, that our government must have some kind of an alibi prepared. In other words, I believe this is going to be a false flag event, which would be a repeat of history because we have had false flag events igniting America's involvement in every single war going back to at least 1898 with the sinking of the Maine. And I'm not going to take time to go through all of them, but I have a long list of them. This is nothing new. And the point is, if that's what we've done throughout our history, why should it come as any surprise that the same government would be doing the same things again? 
And in that context, I found it very interesting when I received an email. Someone sent me a video that was published on July 12th, just six days ago, from World News Report Today. And this video is warning about an asteroid from outer space striking the Earth's atmosphere on September the 1st, just six weeks from now. And so I want to share with you this 37-second clip from the video. NASA has come out and warned about 2011 ES-4 and its extremely close approach on September 1st, 2020. It's going to come within 78,000 kilometers or less than 50,000 miles from Earth. The moon is 245,000 miles from Earth. This is a shave to say the least, folks. But it is very dangerous and is coming extremely close and might blow up in our atmosphere. And please notice that this report identifies NASA as the source of this information. And NASA is an agency of the United States federal government, which I believe should be caused for seriously questioning their credibility and the percentage of Americans that would have any way of verifying what they're telling us would be infinitely small. And I'm just speculating here, but what if there were news reports that dangerous asteroids were striking the Earth's atmosphere and some of them were falling to Earth? In that scenario, you could have people so terrified they're running out of buildings in hopes of escaping from the destruction falling from the sky, which is exactly what Nathan Leal saw in his dream. And what I'm showing here in this photo is the very same photo that Dave Dye referred to in his presentation saying, this is exactly what I saw. And this photo is showing a U.S. Tomahawk missile striking Syria in April of 2018. And now compare that to these photos of asteroids striking the atmosphere in Russia in 2013. And you can see that these look very similar in the sky. And if it was a nighttime sky, like Dave Dye saw in his dream, and if the news media were all reporting that asteroids were striking our atmosphere, how many American citizens would be able to tell the difference to say conclusively that no, those aren't asteroids, those are ICBM, Tomahawk missiles? And I think the answer is pretty obvious that hardly anyone would know which would make asteroids an outstanding alibi. Who could possibly blame our poor government leaders for something that came from outer space? Surely it's out of their control, right? Unless, of course, it didn't come from outer space, but from their own launch pads. And, of course, anyone daring to speak up and call it for what it is would be labeled a lunatic a conspiracy nutcase, and they would be banished and silenced in any and every way possible. And yet, 
I have another piece of evidence that in my mind completely seals the deal because this comes from an insider source from the highest levels of the U.S. government. As a matter of fact, this man was the head of NASA for many years, and he had direct access to United States presidents. Yet, after many years in those positions, he revealed in his dying days as he was dying of cancer, he confided to a personal friend the schemes, the evil schemes of the United States government to deceive the American people with lies about asteroids. And I'm referring to Werner von Braun. This man lived from 1912 to 1977, and he was the leading scientist working for Nazi Germany. He's the man who was responsible for developing the V-2 rocket that the Nazis used to strike England repeatedly during World War II. Yet, at the end of World War II, he was given a free pass from all his war crimes, and not only him, but also about 1,600 other German Nazi scientists were all given free passes, and they were all welcomed into the United States, and many of them were placed in positions, including high-level positions, within the United States federal government. And I know all this sounds hard to believe, but if you think I'm making it up, just go to wikipedia.com and type in Operation Paperclip, because it's all a historical fact. But what you won't find out on Wikipedia is the true explanation for why the United States government was cooperating and giving safe haven to Nazi war criminals. But the reason is the United States government is under the control of the same criminals who controlled Nazi Germany. That's right, the same mother of all harlots. And I can prove this historically. All the dots connect, but I don't have time to go into all that here today. But it's the Vatican. It's the Roman Catholic Church. It's the mother of all harlots. And only when we begin to understand these historical facts does it all begin to make sense. And only then can we begin to understand why Revelation 18 says that this mother of all harlots is responsible for all who are slain upon the earth. And so Werner von Braun became the first director of NASA in 1960, and he served in that position for 10 years, and he was largely responsible for America successfully landing a man on the moon. And it was during those same years that President Kennedy had set the goal to land a man on the moon, and so he had direct contact with Werner von Braun, as you can see in these photos. When President Kennedy visited the base, where this work was underway. And so that you can hear the testimony firsthand given by Carol Rosen, who was Werner von Braun's close friend, the one in whom he confided these evil plans of the United States government, so that you can hear the story directly from her and believe what she's saying, 
I want to play this five-minute video clip from Carol Rosen. But before I show that, I just want to also point out that the reason I believe these warnings from Werner von Braun is not only because of his high-level position, but also because there are many reports that when he came to the United States, he became a born-again evangelical Christian. And there have been books written about this very topic, including one by Henry Morris, a creation scientist, called Men of Science, Men of God. And so here is Carol Rosen. I met the late Dr. Werner von Braun in early 74. At that time, von Braun was dying of cancer. But he assured me that he would live a few more years in order to tell me about the game that was being played. That game being the effort to weaponize space, to control the earth from space and space itself. Von Braun had a history of working with weapon systems and had uh, escaped from Pinamunda to come to this country and landed as Vice President of Fairchild Industries when I had met him. Von Braun's purpose in life during the last years of his life, his dying years, was to educate the public and decision makers about why space-based weapons are a dumb, dangerous, destabilizing, too costly, unnecessary, unworkable, undesirable idea and about the alternatives that are available. And as a practically a deathbed speech, he educated me about those concepts and who the players were in this game and gave me the responsibility, since he was dying, of continuing this effort to prevent the weaponization of outer space. He invited me to come up on the platform with him and uh, actually, he's holding on to me at, in this picture. I'm trying to get off of the platform. And he's holding on to this, trying to make me laugh. He's telling me jokes. When Werner von Braun was dying of cancer, he asked me to be his spokesperson, to appear on occasions when he was too ill to speak. And I did. And what he asked me to do was to educate decision makers and the public about why we shouldn't be putting weapons in space. What was most interesting to me was a repetitive sentence that he said to me over and over again during the approximately four years that I had the opportunity of working with him. And that was the strategy that was being used to educate the public and decision makers. And the scare tactics, the spin that was being put on on a weapon system. And that was how we identify an enemy. The enemy at first, he said, the enemy against whom we're going to build a space-based weapon system. The strategy that Werner von Braun taught me was that first the Russians are going to be considered to be the enemy. In fact, when I met him in 74, they were the enemy, the identified enemy. We were told that they had killer satellites. We were told that they were coming to get us and control us, the dirty commies, that whole story. First the Russians were the enemy against whom we're going to build space-based weapons. Then terrorists would be identified, and that was soon to follow. We heard a lot about terrorism. Then we were going to identify third world country crazies. We now call them nations of concern. But he said that would be the third enemy against whom we would be needing to build space-based weapons. And the next enemy was asteroids. Now at this point, he kind of chuckled the first time he said it. Asteroids against asteroids were going to build space-based weapons. So it was funny then. 
And the funniest one of all was against what he called aliens, extraterrestrials. That would be the final card. And over and over and over during the four years that I knew him and was giving his speeches for him, he would bring up that last card. And remember, Carol, the last card is the alien card. We're going to have to build space-based weapons against aliens. And all of it, he said, is a lie. A lie. I think I was too naive to know at that time the seriousness of the nature of the spin that was being put on the system. And now the pieces are starting to fall into place. We're building a space-based weapon system based on a premise that is a lie, a spin. And Werner von Braun was trying to hint that to me back in the early 70s and right up until the moment when he died in 1977. What he told me was is that there's an accelerated effort in place. He didn't mention a timeline, but he said that it was going to be speeding up faster than anybody could possibly imagine, that the effort to put weapons in space was not only based on a lie, but would accelerate past the point of people even understanding it until it was already up there and too late. Now, I find Carol Rosen's testimony to be amazing because she was told these things by Werner von Braun back in 1977. That was the year he died. How could either of them have possibly known about a future enemy that would be declared called terrorism when the war on global terror was not even launched until 2001. And some years ago, I did a study on terrorism, and I referred to Wikipedia because they have a page where they keep track of all global terrorist events. And what's amazing about the historical record is it shows that terrorist activity prior to 2001 was very minimal. In fact, it did not begin to increase significantly until the year 2015. And there was a very good explanation for that because it was in 2015 and 2016. Those were the years when millions of young Muslim males marched from North Africa and the Middle East to resettle in European nations where they immediately began terrorizing the native populations in every nation where they settled. And this continues to this very day. And these events were orchestrated as proven by the fact that the leaders of those European nations ordered their police and their military and their news media to all stand down and allow these immigrants, these illegal aliens to come into their land and terrorize their people. And it's just more evidence that there is a central authority over these nations telling them what to do to participate in implementing their evil schemes. And so the fact that terrorist activity did not really begin to escalate dramatically until 2015 just adds that much more credibility to Werner von Braun's testimony in 1977. And he not only identified terrorism as a fake threat, but he also said before that it was the Russians. 
and he rightly identified that it was also a lie. And I'm not going to take time to even touch that topic. That is a huge rabbit hole all by itself. But the point is, his warnings shared with Carol Rosen have been proven to be correct so far, and he warned that the next fake enemy will be asteroids. And that will be their excuse to spend massive amounts of money to weaponize outer space from a threat that doesn't even exist because the purpose all along was not about protecting anyone on Earth, but it was about enslaving the inhabitants of the Earth with a weaponized system from outer space with such advanced technology that they could strike the inhabitants of the Earth as they choose to keep us under their control. And perhaps this same technology is what will be used to fulfill the prophecy recorded in Revelation 13, which warns that the false prophet will deceive the inhabitants of the earth by even calling down fire from heaven. And even though we don't see that kind of capability existing today, Werner von Braun warned that these events would accelerate toward the end and the final fake enemy would be aliens, extraterrestrials. Once again, they are not what they appear to be. They are not life from another planet. It's all part of a grand scheme of deception, and it's all using the most incredibly advanced technology to pull it off. But just as Werner von Braun told Carol Rosen, it's all a lie. And that's the reason why I believe it's entirely possible that these same wicked harlots who are scheming and orchestrating these events against our land could be planning to use a 9-11 type event to introduce the world to a brand new danger from outer space in the same way that they used the first 9-11 event to launch the global war on the other fake enemy called terror. And just as they used that first 9-11 event to convince the American public to willingly, voluntarily surrender their constitutional liberties and to embrace increased government surveillance at every turn, including facial recognition software and fusion centers monitoring our every email, our every phone call, our every text message, with facilities in every state responsible for monitoring the citizens of each state. And just as they used that 9-11 attack to justify their endless war on terror and to stir up public support, not only for this global war, but also giving them our full support for arresting, indefinitely detaining, and even torturing anyone suspected of any kind of terrorist activity without giving them any legal due process. And I find it interesting that this recent report about asteroids mentioned the date September, September 1st, of 2020. And I have no idea whether that date will uh, turn out to be an actual event on that date or not. I'm just saying that I find it interesting 
because the first 9-11 event in 2001 was also in the month of September. So now we're talking exactly 19 years between two 9-11 events, potentially. And if asteroids are truly going to be part of their plan in this event, we can be sure that they'll use it to manipulate public opinion just as they have done repeatedly throughout history. And whether it happens in 2020 or at some later date, I believe based on Werner von Braun's warnings, we can expect to see this fake asteroid threat presented at some date in the near future. But it would not surprise me to see it happening right in the midst of all these events coming between now and March of 2021. Well, I think we've covered plenty enough for one day. And so I'm going to stop here for now. And before I sign off, I did want to say that I'm hearing warnings of YouTube uh, cracking down more than ever before on any kind of Christian content. And so I don't know how much longer we're going to have this window of opportunity to continue to share content like this. And so if you want to stay in touch with Z3 News, please sign up for our mailing list. There's a sign-up form at the top right column on every single page on our site. It just takes a second to sign up, and you'll start receiving our mailings, which is usually just maybe about twice a month or so, something like that, not a whole lot. And if you find this information helpful, please share the link with friends and family members. And I hope to be back again soon with another program. Mm-hmm.